I'm Emily Sanchez, and this is Turn the Corner, episode 104, The Catalyst for Poor Communication, Pain. This is Turn the Corner, a podcast about finding what it takes to turn a corner in your own life, to experience more joy, more resiliency, and more growth. We are transitioning from any adversity we may have experienced, so let's go. Hey, everybody, welcome to the podcast and YouTube channel. Glad you could make it. Hope your day is going well. I have some simple ideas to share with you today. I was thinking about what makes communication so hard and why we can't communicate sometimes. And the answer that I came up with is because you're in pain, right? (laughs) Think about it for a second. Uh, Can you talk after you stub your toe? Can you even speak? Probably expletives, right? I know my kids always laugh at me when I stub my toe or hurt myself because I scream. And Would you want to engage in a conversation right after that? What about a conversation during childbirth? I actually have a story about this. I remember I was going through contractions and I, I didn't have any medication yet. And I was like, breathing, trying to put my arms up to focus. And my dad kept talking to me and, and wanting to tell me that I was a wimp or something. And I was like, mom, get him out. (laughs) And then I was thinking of another story that occurred when my brother was playing in a state championship football game. He was a great football player, real big guy running back. And uh, we were all there. I was there with some friends and family watching him play. And he tore his ACL. We didn't know that he tore his ACL at the moment. Um, But he did. And he was writhing in pain. And he was trying to communicate. (laughs) But he couldn't. He was like waving his arms. And nobody knew what he needed. And all of us were up there guessing. Oh, maybe he needs this. Maybe he needs that. And one of my friends who, you know, wasn't that close to my brother said, I know exactly what he needs. He needs a a grape crush soda. I know him better than anybody. And everybody just started laughing. But uh, (laughs) my point is, it's very, very hard to communicate when you are in pain. In fact, I'm thinking of another brother who tore his ACL. And because of that, he was out for basically the entire year, like eight months, he missed out on what at the time in high school was his whole life. And I remember the emotional pain, not just the physical pain and trying to have a conversation with him. I still can remember it. He was in my parents' bed with his big old knee brace and he was just crying. He couldn't talk at all, right? That's his whole world. So it's the same communicating, you know, while we're in pain in our relationships or our co-parenting or, uh, with a coworker or parenting in general. It's why I can't talk to my daughter or son about something that they're doing until I deal with my own feelings about it. Um, so basically any interpersonal relationship, uh, there will be no effectiveness if we are currently in pain. And there's different levels of pain, right? Like right after a divorce, every time you see a text or any form of communication from your ex, you're triggered. There's there's like a twinge, you know, when you see 
that that text or a simple question. It's the same uh, with if you just had an argument with a spouse or a coworker and they they come back in and try to bring something up, you're twinged, right? There's a, a little level of pain or maybe it's a behavior of one of your children and it just gets to you and you are having some pain associated, right? And some are big, some are small. Maybe you're that someone just died in your life. This is a huge, huge pain body. You can't decide or talk with anyone. So there's no harm in saying, you know, when you're in pain, you're asked a question, you want to do engage in some communication. There's no harm in saying, hey, let me think about it and I'll circle back with you. Or not saying anything at all in the moment. And then the next day expressing, um, hey, I need to talk about something that kind of rubbed me the wrong way or whatever. So it's just being aware of this pain body. Uh, I think that's the most important thing. And then it can dissipate on its own. You know, there's a strategy by Thomas Jefferson that he says, if you have a problem, you know, something comes up, write it down, write it down and give it three days until you decide to go and talk to that person about it. A lot of times, a lot can dissipate and it's not even a problem anymore. Another factor with this pain is research is suggesting that if we simply accept the pain that we have, 40% of it can be alleviated. There's research, a lot of research done with chronic pain, but this is also demonstrated in natural childbirth, right? You know, when you have that a doula who's working with you saying, breathe through the pain, accept the pain. So there's a certain level of acceptance that helps alleviate the pain. I've heard this term a lot. I've shared this on my podcast that whatever you resist persists. I can attest to that when my kids are trying to talk to me and I'm going to the bathroom and I see their fingers under the door, right? I'm trying to, hey, I got to go to the bathroom. I got to do this. Mom, mom, mom. It gets louder and louder and louder. And that's a lot of times what our pain does. It gets louder and harsher and harsher when we don't accept it or address it. We let it persist. So whether we pause and address something later, or whether we breathe through it, accept the pain, um, whatever you want to do, I want to introduce you to a communication skill that's brilliant. So this is called the Dear Man skill. That's an acronym. It's from DBT, Dialectical Behavioral Therapy. I want you to go look this up so you can have like a, a reference to it. The Dear Man Communication Skills. All right. So we're going to go through some of the steps of the Dear Man. D, okay, when having and spurring on a conversation, describe. Describe what it is you want. Be clear so that you can really get the other to understand. So you're wanting to state the facts and don't assume the other person can guess what you mean. So you're describing what it is you want. The next is E, express. Express your feelings and your opinions about the situation. Um, another tip in the express portion is to use I language instead of you language. 
I was hurt when you said that, you know, I felt that it meant this, or I feel that's a little manipulating, right? Okay, A, assert. Assert yourself by asking for what you want or saying no clearly and politely. Don't assume that others will do what you want if you don't ask. I love this. It's like asking what you want. It's like bringing it up, expressing how it made you feel, then asking for what you want out of this. So remember, people can't read your mind. So even if the conversation you're having is building to this point, it's crucial to say your objective plainly. Make sure you're being assertive, not passive, not passive aggressive or aggressive, just assertive, right? Standing your position. Now the R of dear, reinforce. So explain to the other person the positive outcomes that would come from them granting your request. All right, explain, hey, I'm going to be a lot happier person or I'm going to feel so much closer to you or I feel like our kids will, you know, just be better off and can be less stressed if we're less stressed together. Whatever it is. Okay, the M. So we're coming down on the man part. Stay mindful. It's the mindfulness. Maintain your position. Don't get distracted. If the other person starts to become defensive, which usually it happens, Count on it. So stay mindful in, in that and don't engage in that reaction and continue to stay on track calmly. If you need to, you need to repeat your objective, what you want over and over. Then the A is appear confident, okay? So appear effective and confident. Use good eye contact, stand tall, try to avoid like the mumbling, the whispering, staring down at the floor. Remember. You need to believe that you deserve to have your needs met so that others will believe it too. And practice taking yourself seriously so that others will. Then the N is negotiate. So the last part, and I think this is for any type of conversation where you're trying to get a point across. Be willing to give to get. Respect that other people have limits as well. If, if you're willing to compromise, and reduce your request, you're much more likely to appear reasonable, to appear considerate. Um, and sometimes you just have to give something to get something, right? So I love the Dear Man skill. I teach it all the time in my practice. Um, and I teach it in coaching. And it's something, though, that you do actually have to practice. So you're probably thinking, dear man, oh my gosh, that's a long acronym. Okay, D, what's D do? <laughs> so go back to the Googles people and Google it and print it out. I don't know, put it on your nightstand and practice it because it can be used for anything, anything at all. Okay. And remember, we use that when we're in our lower pain body. When we have seen, oh my gosh, I'm in such pain. I can't talk right now. Or maybe I can talk, but I know I'm, I have to be aware of my reactions because I could be really reactionary right now because I'm in pain, right? It's that simple. Can't talk because we're in pain. Or we can't talk because we don't want to inflict pain on someone else. It's all about pain. Gosh, without pain. We could really communicate effectively, <laughs> but without pain, we wouldn't have joy and we wouldn't have that amazing 
happiness uh, to not know suffering, right? We have to know it so we can discover oh, what's really, really great in life. Okay, that's all I have to say about that. Now, guys, I am launching something I have been working on for a while. I'm really, really excited about it. It is an overcoming divorce course. Um, I'm going to put the link in the description of the podcast, as well as in all my social medias and all these things. I poured my heart out into this course. I put everything into it. I put everything that I have done over the years with my clients and tried to formulate it and outline it just so, so that a person that maybe doesn't have time for coaching or if they want to get a jump start and look into the course and work the course for themselves, that they can see their own progression, um, their own healing uh, their own emotional resilience. There's a lot in there, you guys, about uh, distress tolerance, about becoming resilient, about looking for a future, but discovering ourselves and our patterns along the way. So there's a big workbook that goes with it, but I really believe in it. And I think it's of value. So if you yourself or you know someone that can use a little help you've seen them struggle through divorce, um, send them my way. I think that they would really appreciate it. And I, I really hope that people can find this resource because I feel like it's a good one in overcoming that hard, hard part of divorce and adjustment. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I love you all. Make it what you want. Bye. Hey guys, thanks again for tuning in. If you need any additional resources, please visit me at my website, coachemilysanchez.com.